0: If you want a satisfying career and a fulfilling family life, this is the podcast for you. Join me, Joel Olovich, and me, Lucy Dickens, as we
1: share strategies and advice to help you keep your balls in the air. Welcome to the Juggle Podcast.
0: Hi everyone, it's Joel Ilovich here. And Lucy Dickens, welcome back to the Juggle Podcast. So today's guest is
1: a long-term guester and so we're welcoming back my sister Katrina who is really
0: our on-tap psychologist which is rather handy. It's very handy because I think everybody needs a psychologist more than ever perhaps right about now during these coronavirus crisis days. So welcome back Kat.
1: Hi thank you both. Just in case you haven't listened uh, and you're a new listener, a little brief intro of Katrina. She is a counselling psychologist based here in Perth with over 25 years of experience working with couples and individuals in you know, various different times of life, whether it be marriage issues, trauma issues, grief issues, or something else. And we've invited her along today to talk with us about the effect of the coronavirus on us and our relationships. So to kick it off, I thought it might be really interesting just to hear from all of us about how life has changed over the course of less than a month.
0: Lucy, what about you? Less than a month. I will add that I feel like things were slower to start in Perth than some of the other states. I feel like things happened a bit slower. So some other countries are obviously further ahead than us, but I still think we were a bit slower to start with the kind of lockdowns and that kind of thing. We ramped them up pretty quick. Well, we did. We were, yeah, they they came up. When they were happening, they were happening, weren't yeah. they? But the truth is that things haven't changed a whole lot for us. And I think it's probably mostly because our children aren't school age and don't go to daycare. Mm. So we don't have to deal with homeschooling. And we haven't had to deal with pulling kids out of daycare and suddenly coming up with new care arrangements for them. Jack and I are both still working and working from home I'm working from home sometimes but I've done that anyway so that's not really new to me people are going to hate me for saying this because people's lives are just in turmoil but the most challenging thing for me is playgrounds being closed because I don't know how to entertain my children (laughs) sorry that,
1: that, that is a big thing for a lot of families
0: yeah I know I know things have changed a lot more for the two of you
2: Yeah, it has for me. Two weeks ago, I decided to take my practice online fully. So I was a psychologist and other um, allied health professionals are considered essential workers. Mm. So we were permitted to remain seeing in-person clients if we wanted to. But I decided that I didn't want to and that it would introduce a complexity that I didn't want to have to uh, factor in. And My kids have been home for two weeks so I took them out a week before the advice came down to keep them home. So I'm aware that some parents kept their kids home earlier than that but two weeks ago when we made the decision about how it was going to go and what our plan was like, I felt like that was when everything changed for me because up until that point I was consuming news a lot. I was worried about what does this mean, what are we going to do, at what point do we make you know, a call on mm. what we do? And as soon as I made the decision, I could just kind of create this bubble and I needed to stop. I didn't have to consume news anymore. I knew what we were doing and I could just tap in when I needed to to the news.
0: That's a really good point actually. I make it all, you know, nothing's changed in my world, but I'm kind of answering that in a really practical sense in terms of what we're doing and who's doing what. but. I have really struggled with the news, with just the overwhelming amount of fear and worry and all of that stuff that just is its crippling. It's really hard to cope with all of that. And like you, we we don't watch the news anyway before coronavirus, but it managed to find its way into our lives, mainly through social media. And so I've had to be really careful about what I look at because I just find it too much. You mentioned in a post in our Facebook
1: group, the Juggle Community Cat, that you were going to be having a conversation with your husband around what are we going to do now that life's different. How did that conversation go?
2: Good because I think I had already shifted um, mentally, psychologically and emotionally before having that conversation. I think I'd noticed that I was feeling some old stuff rear its ugly head around that mental load stuff and thought you know what I'm not prepared Mm. to you know go there again this is a, a unique situation and it needs to be sorted out really quickly but before we got to that conversation I think I'd made some made some shifts around one going online fully and having a sense that my work is going to change and I was anticipating it getting a bit quieter for me and then. For me, opening up to, I don't know what it's going to look like, but I am prepared to offer my services in a way that is needed. And I don't know what that's going to look like, but I have to offer it in a way that fits within my family's needs at the same time. So I feel as a psychologist with 25 years experience and trauma experience, I can make myself available to people and organisations in a way that's helpful. But it's going to happen in a way that, given that I have a family now, I won't be doing what lots of doctors are doing in in terms of there are lots of doctors who are making really difficult decisions around isolating themselves from their families to keep their family safe, but in order to be able to keep doing what they're doing.
0: Yeah. So it sounds like you went into that conversation quite prepared. You'd done a lot of thinking yourself before you started it.
2: It's funny as we begin to talk about it, I feel like I – you know when you feel like you're taking something a whole lot more seriously or perhaps you're being a whole lot more pessimistic or you're about an outcome? And I feel like I haven't really talked about it much with anyone but as a family and as an individual I've decided that, yeah, it's a very serious, very, uh, and in a situation that we don't know what it's going to look like and we just need to, like, get I need to get my individual family response right, get myself in a headspace where I feel like I've got that sorted and that will allow me to respond to whatever I need to respond to professionally.
1: So you started off wanting to have the meeting because you were feeling old resentments. Yeah. But between the time that you decided that you needed to have the meeting and between having the meeting, you'd kind of come... To a whole different point about what that conversation was going to be about. Yeah. So rather than it being a two people sitting there together working out what it was going to be, did you find it was more you saying, "This is the decisions that I've made, <laughs> and this is how it, yeah. this is how
2: it'll work, and this is how it's going to be good for both of us." Yeah, and recognising that my husband is now home working, yeah. and from eight till five, like in some kind of online meeting. Yeah, God comes out at lunchtime. Yeah. So I feel like, you know, I can so I have made the commitment to be available and prior to corona, I would not have done that, would not have been happy to do that.
1: And this is what makes me struggle with it. It's that feeling of are you sacrificing? are you doing what you know one of our previous guests talked about which is this idea that someone in a relationship needs to have a, a walkaway job? Is it your job that's the walkaway job you know and what I was left with when we had that conversation with that guest was the idea that one job was less important than another and that really grates you know all those you know feminist principles and all the rest of it. It's just like I hate that idea that that someone's is more important than another or that it has to be the woman who has that walkaway job which it you know so often is did any of that go through and how did you work through
2: that interesting because all those things are important to me but yeah. at the same time I have this feeling that the magnitude of what we're dealing with is just so huge and that I am going to be called on at some point in the future, this isn't going to be a long-term thing. You know, I know that I'm going to be providing services to people who are in difficult spots, traumatised, yeah. whatever it might be. Yeah, right.
0: Yeah. But you kind of see this as temporary, yeah. like yeah. this is what you're doing, this is how you're going to handle it for now because you know it's going to change and when it changes and you need to be more available for work, well, then you'll reassess. Yeah. Yeah. What do you suggest for people who don't have that flexibility, who aren't able to just kind of drop and pick up work in the way that you're able to make those decisions for yourself. So someone who's employed by somebody else and they have to do whatever their normal working arrangements are and they're working from home with their partner. Well, How would you suggest that partners would approach the conversation around how they now manage both of them working remotely and caring for children and the house and parenting and all of those things that we're now required to do all within the walls of our home? How do they approach that conversation around organising that and the logistics?
2: Yeah, so you've got maybe two people in the house who are working and perhaps you've got little, you know, either young children or children that are school age that are, you know, somewhat able to manage themselves, but at the same time need a lot of input and direction. I think all the previous rules are, are kind of thrown out the window because this is such a unique situation that we're and I think also workplaces are. Well, some are more rigid, but look, some some are responding quite well in terms of their flexibility. And what I'm hearing people come up with in terms of solutions is that, you know, you've got a you've got a period of time where you're not available in terms of key points around breakfasts and lunches and dinners and sleep time. But in amongst that, you've got time where you can work. And thinking about how many hours in the day do I need to get my job done is is my my requ- employer is requiring me to get my job done. But you've got a spread of time generally where you can get that done. And it means that we mm. have to be flexible around um, maybe working into the evening. You know, so our normal yeah. routines are, are out the out the window and having to, you know, with your partner, think about what are your needs, what are your givens, what is absolutely essential and where is the movable space in order to get things done. Because, you know, a lot of people are having to manage kids in the home without any extra help. And the complexity of that means that there's a lot more movement in the day. There's not that dedicated space where you're getting to say, I'm focusing in on my job. And the other thing that I would bring to the conversation is that one of the primary responses of the parents, both of you, is that your job is to keep the children supported emotionally and that you're available to deal with any of their emotional kind of responses and not that they're thinking or saying to you that they're anxious because of the coronavirus but they're just weirded out as some level yeah? yeah. yeah. because things are different yeah
0: even the young children can pick up on it I mean there's just a different vibe and I mean you go outside and nobody's outside and then they can't go to the playground and they're probably not going to shopping centers now but even you know a week or two ago when they were it just felt different there even before we were on lockdown you know when the shops were kind of quiet so whether they can understand it intellectually or conceptually Mm. they still pick up that something's different you know not seeing friends and family even that in itself yeah yeah so Kat, taking us back to the the meeting,
1: I, you know, being me, I just love everything to be practical. <laughs> so if I'm going to sit down with my husband and have one of these meetings, how do I go? What do you think is, is a, is a, like, I'm thinking things like, she wants a time script. Of, I like a script, yeah. You know, but like the time <laughs> of day, you know, do I have an agenda? Like, what do you think about those things?
2: Yeah. I think it's good to have an idea of how you, what, outcome you want to achieve but I also think you have to hold it gently with well well, trying to hold not being defensive yeah because you're probably coming or probably both coming to the meeting with some anxiety about what this means for you as a family yeah and there are so many unknowns you know so you're, you're sitting down trying to make a plan about what we're dealing with right now and you have an idea that that's going to be the plan, you know, like until this thing is over, this is going to be the plan. But it's also recognising that things are changing all the time and that we just don't know. So it's holding it like this is the plan, like I want to come up with a plan that's going to work for all of us, but recognising that things change on a dime and that we need to be open to that, yeah?
1: I've always loved the idea of family meetings. And I know some people do them like every week and they're right into it. I still haven't managed to make this happen, but it's still on my goals list. Um, I think it seems even more important now because, as you said, things are changing all the time. So you really do need to be checking in with each other, maybe every day, but at least every week.
2: I had, um, I said to the family, I want, family I want a family meeting. I've never done it before. I was concerned. I was anxious. That yeah. Okay. I was annoyed with everyone that me picking up all the pieces you know like in trying to in trying to um, to provide a safe container for everyone that I would pick up on all the bits so that they wouldn't have to worry about this those that stuff you know that they could just you know amble through and you know everything's good and that wasn't I, I knew that if that I might start generous but that would quickly uh, dry <laughs> up. <laughs> and, and I would require everyone to be doing their thing. So, one of the things we've done is use the app Class Dojo. And I think it's Class Dojo. Anyway, this um, reward system. Yeah. So, I know there's some controversy around using it rewards for yep. kids. But, you know, because they're so used to it at school, they lap it up. And, <laughs> you know, I'm amazed at how. how Well, it's not foolproof, but they are engaged with it. How does it work, Kat? So you identify what the tasks are and how many points are associated with each task when it's completed. And then there are what they call needs work. So it's not like a negative; it's built in an opportunity to talk about it. But if they do something, say for example, they don't do as they're asked in, in terms of completing a task, you have an opportunity to resolve the situation. And if the situation isn't resolved, then it's a, an agreed amount of points will be taken off their total, okay. yeah. and they love it. What are their rewards for me? It's around so many points equal purchasing a book. Yeah, we have a local book uh, store that has offered to do home deliveries. Oh, awesome! So that's working really well. So we've had one of those already, and we've written a few other things down. So so it's linked to I like this. They can see their points climbing, they can see them, you know, taken off. So, for example, one of the things is you know, making a bed, brushing their teeth all the yeah. things that you require of them as normal, emptying their cat litter tray, feeding the cat, loading and unloading the dishwasher, all the Dishwasher, there. yeah. And there's one, for me, It's there's one around them fighting because there's a whole lot of fighting going on as a result of being um, in each other's Yeah, place. cooped yeah. up. Mm-hmm. Which is sad, really. You know, when you think, like, when they're at school, the bit before they go yeah. to school and then the bit afterwards, and there are... So many opportunities where I think, oh, they're getting on so well. It's so lovely. And there's so many more opportunities now for fighting. <laughs> it's tough yeah, breaking really. But anyway, that's another reason why we need to be available is helping the conflict. Yeah. Yeah. I want to pick
0: up on something that you touched on a bit before, which was for people who are soul parenting and they don't have support in the house and they're trying to look after their children and work from home at the same time. What's some advice that you would have for those people?
2: Yeah, people in that situation are probably more equipped, you know, and probably handling it better than a lot of people might (laughs) imagine because they're already handling things solo and they don't have an expectation that there's going to be anyone to help them out. But I think for for people who are managing themselves, you know, on their solo parenting, for all of us, it's around dropping expectations. Yes. One of the things that I've been seeing online is about how many people have been talking about homeschooling mm-hmm. and setting up routines. And in some part I was just observing, thinking, you know, it's great. People start fast out of the gate and they have high expectations and they have a lot of energy but that's not going to last. And the reality is that we have to face that we can't maintain, you know, what our ideal might be. All of the things,
0: yeah.
1: I love all the memes that are, that are going around, around the fact that we are not homeschooling. Like those of us who have kids in school, we're not homeschooling because homeschooling is a a whole different way of life, especially if we still do have the contact from school and we're getting the packs of work from school and those kinds of things. And hopefully in term two, as we continue this, there'll be a lot more video interaction with the school as well. Then that will mean it's not homeschooling, which is just you and the kid all the time. And you're not trying to homeschool and Work, that doesn't, that, well, maybe there probably are some people doing that, but I don't imagine it's the norm. Whereas a lot of the rest of us, we are. And it's, you know, it's leading to all these feelings where, you know, we're tired because we're stretching our days out and working at night or getting up early and we're annoyed, as you said, Kat. And there's so there's more buildup of emotion, which, you know, you, you're taking out on each other.
2: And um, I want people to remember that this is temporary and that any losses that you feel are going to inc- you know be incurred will be neutralized and gained once it's over you know it's not lasting and we can afford to take some time out and this situation offers us an opportunity to deal with that creeping guilt that pre-corona was there for people a feeling of it's never quite good enough you know I'm always chasing that ideal of what I'm supposed to be doing whether it be working school activities after school activities That we just have to ease up, and the reality is hitting us in the face. So you can't do it all, and so going back to your question, Lucy, around you know what about solo parents? Well, that is the reality. You are faced with you cannot do it. It brings it all back to that
1: importance of the village and recognition of how many people in our lives support our lives. Everything from the the cleaner who comes once a week or once a fortnight to the school, or even just the occasional babysitter so that you can go out with your partner in an evening or with friends. You don't have access to any of those. I mean, you can't even go out in the evening anywhere anyway now. So like, you kind of don't need them, but that's the whole point, isn't it? That we don't have these outlets anymore. I like the idea of dropping expectations And I like the idea, you know, we've talked about it on the show before, having a don't list. And I think more than ever now, that's important because as you said, you can't do all the things. So something's going to go on that list. And maybe the things that go on the do list
0: are different to what they used to be as well. And they will be because things are different. I really liked the idea of a don't list. And as you know... Joe, whenever things get a little bit tricky in my life, I immediately stop doing things. Yeah, you're good at it. I like retreat into myself. I'm like, what what are all the things that I don't have to do? And I just stop, stop, stop. And so I like the idea of a don't list. And I've been doing that, even though I said at the beginning that my life kind of looks the same because on practical terms, it does. There's also been a lot of things that I've not been doing because I just feel like you mentioned, exhausted all the time, just constantly tired. And I think my kids do too, they've been going to bed really early. And that's, I mean, you know, like I'm not complaining about that, but I can just see that the feelings and the way that it impacts our wellbeing. I think I'm still feeling the loss that you mentioned,
1: Kat, you know, like at the moment it's, You're so bloody busy. You got your kids at home and you're trying to work and you're you're trying to clean a house and you're trying to do all the things. Like you've got more busyness in some ways, different ways. I guess we were busy before, but it just feels overwhelming now because it's been thrust on us all these different things that we have to do. And I just feel annoyed. I'm missing the life that I was getting used to. You know, (laughs) like I just I was just starting to change things up and now they're just bloody spun around on their heel and they're they're
0: Different again. I must admit, I don't relate to the people who are saying, what are we going to do with all this time we have on our hands? Because yeah. I haven't found any of that. <laughs> where, where is all that new time coming from? No, mm-hmm. I love that idea. The idea of, okay, let's start a, pro, a
1: project yeah. during Corona times. I'm like, yeah, no, nah. <laughs> that's not happening. My husband wants to build the next part of our house. But um, you know, like that's not really the kind of project that I was that I was aiming for. It's like, oh sure, let's just build some more house while we're all in economic distress. But yeah. Oh,
2: okay. So where shall we
1: leave this? What shall we leave people with? What do
2: you think, Kat? Look, one of the things I think is well, there's so many things. You know, one we're only at the beginning. Yeah. No, that just sounds sad
0: though. <laughs> yeah, no, let's, let's spin that. How can we make that positive? Well, I know. I, here's something. Yeah. I, no, you go. You go, Kat. You give us the professional advice.
2: <laughs> well, you know, it's, it's straddling that optimism. I think that's why I haven't spoken too much because I don't want to be that, what's the word, doomsayer? Yeah. People are struggling already. Yeah. Certain things have happened. They've encountered losses. And they're reeling from that at the moment. And there are some people who won't relate to that because the only change perhaps is that they're working from home. But they might be both in work, the economic situation hasn't changed, but they have a sense that there'll be an impact, but they haven't felt it right now. Then there'll be other Mm -hmm. people who are dealing with it right up close.
1: Yeah, loss of jobs is just so
2: widespread. And so much stress around the loss of job, but also if you're employing other people, yeah. have that sense of responsibility for those families and how you manage that. Yeah. yeah, There's a lot of emotional stress happening around what does this mean for people right now and what does it mean for the future and how are they going to accommodate it, yeah? You know, we've all made adjustments. we are all been busy in the last couple of weeks thinking how can I shift things around and how is this going to work and, and there's been the busy work of getting the practicals in place and sorting out how it's all going to work. And I think now what's going to happen is that we're just going to move into that second stage of this is just how it is.
0: Mm, agree.
2: Yeah, and doing the thing week on, you know, week out of managing what we've got in place. It's finding the new normal. Yeah, but there won't not anything too organised, you know. Like we've got in place our working from home arrangements. We've adjusted not uh, to not having childcare. We're, we're adjusting to not having contact with the people that we would normally have contact with. And not to say that that's a done deal because those losses go on in terms of children not being able to play with their friends, children not being able to see their grandparents, all those things. Us not being able to see our new niece. Yeah, all those things. Yeah. And it's not like it hits you and it's done. Yeah. It creeps up on you over time and that sense of, oh, this is how it is, and just allowing time for that. And I think that that fatigue that we're encountering is part of that adjustment. It's the fight. Yeah. Not wanting it to be that way. Acceptance is hard. Mm. So, Lucy. You were going to say something. Oh,
0: I was going to say that thinking about how are we are going to turn this negative, we wanted to try and put some positive spin on it that's probably realistically not there yet. We're, you know, we probably, we try, don't we, Joe? But what I was going to say was last night I watched the documentary about Tony Robbins. Yeah, the I'm not your guru thing. I'm not your guru, yeah. And that was interesting. I don't know a lot about him. So this was kind of a new experience for me watching that. But the thing that I took away from it or one of the things that I took away from it was that he has a real focus on encouraging people to be thankful for the difficult times in their life because it helps you to become who you are. Mm -hmm. And that's something that I do believe in. And I quite often during the times in my life that are hard, I try and tell myself that there's a reason for this. There's a lesson in this and that it's going to help me to become the person that I'm supposed to be. And I know when you're really in the thick of it, that doesn't actually help all that much because you're like, yeah, you know, I'm happy with who I was before. Thanks. But change. I think that that might be one kind of way to just help us through. And, you know, we're learning and growing and we're building better relationships. Hopefully we're dealing with issues that we might otherwise have swept under the carpet. And to just try and think about all the new things that we've learned and the new things that we're now able to do as a result of the challenges that we're facing now.
2: Yeah, I agree, Lucy. What I know is that it's often only once we're past something that we can look back on it and begin to make sense of it. So, even if you are struggling and you're able to say to yourself, I don't know how this is going to be turned around and I'm going to cease a lesson in this or I'm going to make something, you know, there's going to be some growth from it. Mm. There will be.
0: One day I will know. Yeah, one day it will all make sense. Yeah. Okay. Well, I think that's enough to know that we're
1: we're all sitting outside our comfort zones, and we're all in that awkward
0: feeling of change happening. No one has been through this before. We're all in it together, as the TV keeps telling us. <laughs> Does it? Okay, I haven't been watching
1: it,
2: <laughs> but it's true. Oh, it's yeah. bloody true. Yeah, yeah.
1: it's weird, uh, isn't it? Everyone is dealing with it in some way, shape, or form. Is impacted. Yep. Yeah.
2: But for me, when I first heard that slogan, I thought it was absolute rubbish. Yeah. Lucy, there's a lot of, you know, we're all in this together.
0: Yeah, the song. You know, that's what it makes me think of. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. I hope everyone enjoys that little and bit I'm totally not
2: believable <laughs> on a political level, yeah? But right now, there has never been anything before as we know it where we've all been dealing with the same thing. Yeah, it's pretty amazing.
0: And all differently. I mean, you, you said this, Katrina, because you said that some people are dealing with it right up front and some people like me are thinking this is going to be a big thing, but it's going to happen you know, later for me. It hasn't actually made maybe that much of a huge impact yet. But regardless of how it plays out, we are all d- actually dealing with the same underlying circumstances.
2: And, and look, I think one of the things for me around all of this is not to feel guilty for wherever you are yeah of course there are always going to be people that are worse off yes but that doesn't mean that you have to be adopting a particular way of approaching this you know that you can't experience moments of lightness or frivolity or whatever it might be yes you might be careful about how you portray that in terms of social media yeah but I think that's what we need to be getting under control is the expectations and the guilt because, to say it again, there's a long road ahead mm. and we need to resource ourselves. And we need to keep making sure that we're
1: talking to each other, right?
2: Having these conversations about how
1: bloody difficult it is and finding the support that we need, whether that's places like our juggle community where there's been so much conversation around, you know, how family life is and work life is changing and, and what people are doing you know, talking to your partner, a friend, family member, whatever, but still doing it. I loved when they started changing the terminology around social distancing to physical distancing. It doesn't seem to have kind of picked it up It hasn't taken off, has it? Yeah. No, but I think it is important because we can still be social and, you know, still have important conversations and time with each other mm. without being physically
2: in the same room. Yeah, yeah. so important. To yeah. So, yeah, But also to give yourself a break. You know, I've noticed myself in the first two weeks I was like full on having lots of conversations and reaching out to people and then I just eased off this week. But knowing what your rhythm is and giving yourself space for that because there are many weeks ahead of us where we're going to be able to dip in and dip out and just monitoring what your capacity is at any given time. Yeah. But I love how in the juggle community, There have been lots of practical offerings around how people, different people, have been managing. Yeah, and for some it's working late into the night. Yeah, you know, and so in in the face of advice around make sure you're getting a good sleep and maintaining a routine, you know, in all that kind of thing goes out the window because actually we need to be practical about this and where are the windows of opportunity for me to get work done, balanced with I need to get up in the morning and be you know, not a witch. For-
1: <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, you might be better off trying to have a you know afternoon nap while the kids are having rest time than you are going to bed earlier in the evening. So I guess, as you said, it's just working out what's going to fit with you and, and your needs and working out what your needs are in any given day or any given week. All right. So we are all in this together. If you've got anything that you want us to talk about, particularly to do with all this craziness that we're doing, then post about it in our group. Ask for advice there. We will definitely be doing some other episodes, obviously, that are going to be about this. Uh, without bombarding you too much, we're going to mix it in with some other things because, you know, we all need a break from thinking about coronavirus.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And we want to contribute in, in a meaningful way as opposed to just talking about it for the sake of it so we're going to come to you with with the kind of content that you're after
1: all right thank you so much kat i love having you as part of our conversation thank you thank you if you guys want to get in touch with kat you can find her in our facebook group or you can um, look her up in on facebook or linkedin as well otherwise we'll see you next week
0: happy juggling